I'm a voice for those that don't have a voice, are in the same belief and on the same road as I am, but don't have the answers. When people listen to this podcast, they're going to find some answers that they thought they couldn't answer or they didn't know or they weren't aware. And it's important. For me, the most powerful tool is communication. The oldest form of marketing is uh, word of mouth. When you want to know something in the olden days, people didn't write emails or read books or whatever, or conversation. And the, the most smartest people you know, <laughs> the most profound people you know, is through conversation. And the sound of knowledge that they have embedded in them, they still have today. From where I am at the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy. I raise the flag with both hands. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, and welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast. I'm super excited today because I've got a really, really special conversation to share with you. This special conversation is the young man, Anneli Passaway, who, who reached out to me on LinkedIn and he said, hey, I'm looking for a mentor. And we've had a very quick conversation. I thought, this guy's got gold dust and I want to share it. And I want to share it with you guys listening to the Business Mastermind Podcast because through any period of adversity or challenge, there is always opportunity. And what we need in order to create that challenge and opportunity is the right energy, the right mindset, and the right sort of uh, insights and strategies that sit around it. So uh, I'm going to have a conversation and share it with you now about his business in South Africa, his businesses in South Africa, his career choices and some of the things that he's already doing. And um, I know you're going to love the passion and the energy. So, Anneli, welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Gavin. Really appreciate it. I mean, thanks for the opportunity. And yeah, no, good to be here. Good to be here. Good to be here. all the way from South Africa. All the way from South Africa. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited. And, you know, the global reach of the podcast is really exciting. We're downloaded in 99 countries around the globe now, which is super exciting. Um, so tell me, uh, and tell everybody listening, yeah. something about your background, because I know that you've got um, a, a kind of a, a job a, yeah. a, in, in a professional corporate, mm. as well as you've got entrepreneurial interests as well. Yeah. So how, tell us about your journey. How old are you? What's your professional career, etc.? Yeah. Okay, so um, myself, I'm 29 years of age this year. Um, I've had quite an interesting career. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's been all, uh, as, they all as they all say, uh, an entrepreneur, but also self-made in the sense that uh, I've been very privileged enough to come from a very well-rounded family, very grounded. So with those principles, I've put them into place, and I think they've grounded me. And they have made me or molded me to the man that I am today. So I started off, obviously, I went in South Africa. I, made a, I went to an old boys' school, 12 years of my life. The oldest old boys' school in South Africa, Saks. Uh, I was 12 years in that system. That system just, like I said, all boys' school. So it's discipline. It's the whole uh, togetherness. And you know what I'm saying? Learn principles from there. Took those principles, molded it. After I left school, a mate of mine, a best friend of mine, we started coaching from a young age at SATS where they let us coach the basketball. So we developed a relationship from there and we could see from that relationship, we took it further and out of school, we coached a bit. And then we started, with, we started a tutoring company in Cape Town and that went pretty well. We ran that until for like, since 2012, until I think 
two years back and we had to just let go of that business. And then from there, we shot it out. I went to university, went to university, and then I did my CA articles, practical. I did that, which was good. So that's training as a chartered accountant in, in South Africa. Training in, in South Africa. I did that for four years. And then after that, now I'm working for a listed company. Um, and that's been good because I'm the youngest group accountant today. New challenge, a lot of work, you know, managing people all over the, all over the world. The main thing I love about it is the global experience. But with that, as an individual, I'm an entrepreneur by heart. Um, love entrepreneurship. It's uh, it's something that molded me. You know, put my nappies on, put my nappies off. You know what I mean? And it made me the man I am today because I've learned a lot through the businesses that I've been in. I've been through the downs and I've been through the ups. And I mean, when I spoke to you previously, Gavin, I did say to you openly and wildly that for me, entrepreneurship is everything because, you know what I mean? When you are in a business and you're able to change the business model, make it work, provide a service to people and help them while providing that service and always having their best interests at heart. It's like being a fixer, you know? That's what I see me myself as a fixer. Come in and fix the problem and I'm out. You know what I mean? It's not me being a, a base of a mechanic. Come through. <laughs> yeah. I love that analogy. So you're a, you're a group accountant for a, a listed company, in, in a global listed company in South Africa. But in addition to that, you have, um, you have interest or you have two other businesses? Yes, I do indeed. Yes, I do indeed. So I have another business where we help... Uh, it's me and a young couple of guys. We, uh, we, help, we help, I think, a few clients at the moment in the sense that we help them with all financial services. Um, we advise them. And at the moment, it's a very close relationship with uh, close friends and family, but obviously want to expand out bigger, want to know mechanisms of expanding out bigger and holding it because what I don't want to do is I don't want to be overloaded with too much. I want to push my passion in the right direction. And then the second business which I have, which my best friend is running at the moment, majority is a marketing communicating company. So that one is awesome. It's a whole new industry for me. It's technology. And this one is a global footprint because at the moment, our biggest clientele is uh, in Europe, you know, and, and for us at the moment, even getting investment from overseas and stuff. And that's a whole new ball game for me, but exciting because it's, uh, you know, you're in the, you're in the Spanner works and you, the negotiations is back and forward, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, no, for me at the moment, it's going good with those businesses because I personally just love challenges um, and uh, the integrity of it and also being honest, transparency and meeting and, and I think just having that global, that global footprint and also having that uh, global negotiations and not limiting myself just to South Africa. You know what I mean. So I think, and also I think you, you shared with me previously that you'd, you'd you'd helped a client of yours who you know, privately who wanted to grow his business at the time that you didn't take a fee from him and just tell yeah. the story about you've worked with him for four yeah. years and you've helped him yeah. achieve a phenomenal result. Yeah, so that was awesome. So this client came to me. Um, he just ran like he just came to me, like he was working and then he came to me randomly. He's like, um, "Can you please assist me? I'm having problems here." With SARS, I'm having problems with uh, the tax man. I'm having problems with my business not going well, and I want to close it. And, then I, and he's like, to me, can you put an eye on this? And I was like, okay, cool, let me put an eye. So I developed a relationship with him for like four to five years. And I think in the third year, I got him a refund of half a million back from SARS. And then his portfolio so, was sitting. So it's a half a million tax refund? Yes, half a million tax refund. Wow. And from that, that obviously opened up his eyes. And then from there, 
I readjusted his portfolio and now his portfolio, you could say, has doubled from what it was before. It was at 14 and now it's sitting at 28. So, so let me get this right. Um, you're studying, uh, you've still got, for, for your chartered accountant's exams, you've still got another couple of months of study, have you, for the, for the, the, the first stage of the exams? Okay, let me, let me correct you on that one. So I've got two. So for the exams, I've got to now, I've done the practical side and now I've got to just finish the degree side of it and I've got three more subjects. And then from there, if I want to study further to be the qualified chartered accountant, I have to go two more years. Okay. So yeah. you're doing study, you're doing a full-time job as a group accountant in a big, in a big yeah. global corporate, which is fully demanding. You're running a small uh uh, bookkeeping type business that's helping small businesses. You're helping another friend out in a global communications business. And one of the clients that you've done, you've got him a half a million pound tax refund and you've helped him double his portfolio. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, and you're a dad. <laughs> you've got young children. No, I have no children. No, I have no children. Mm-hmm. I have no children. No, 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 no. I have no children. I was going to say, he, he, uh, yeah. Wow. But what an amazing achievement. And, you go, and, and you're so... You're so passionate. I think what one of the conversations or the conversation we'd had previously about are you an entrepreneur or are you an accountant? And yeah. you want to you want to get really good at one area. So one area that you could sort of major in could be in tax, for example, because yes. there's a there's a there's a colleague of yours that's a, a who's really an expert in tax. Yeah. And, and the choice you've not got, do you take an entrepreneurial route or do you double down on getting into a full chartered accountant yeah. stage to status? Yeah. And uh, uh, you know uh, another couple of years of study, and um, and then go on and major in tax and become an expert around tax, or do you yes. follow the entrepreneurial journey? And that, that's what you're grappling with right now, isn't it? Yeah, I know, and it's very true. You know, I think when I even when I reached out to you, there's a lot of confusion because obviously, you know, having a destination of some sort gives you credibility, and then you ask yourself, the world has changed so much right now that entrepreneurship, I think back then was put on the backside, but you look at people that are very passionate about business and have an eye for business. And for me, I have an advantage because I've, I've, I've been trained, you know what I mean? As an accountant, so I know the numbers, I know the figures, I know where to look at. I know, I know, I, I know the tricks and trades of, of, of what to do. So for me, it makes it easier for me when I'm sitting in the negotiation table when it comes to the numbers, but then also understanding the business, you know what I mean? working inside the business and outside the business to make those sound decisions. So for me, by heart, entrepreneurship is everything. <laughs> I won't lie to you, it's everything. And unfortunately, we live in a traditional world right now. You have to go to university, you have to get this, you have to get that, you have to get that. But I'm a firm believer of uh, engineering your own path. But at, the, but at some time, I know at my stage when I reached out to you, I just needed validation to understand, is my thinking right? Is my thinking wrong? Am I, am, I, am I surrounding myself with the right people? Why am I self-doubting my thinking when I know what I'm doing is right? And as you know, I, I followed a very similar path. I, I, I trained and qualified to be a chartered accountant. And then yeah. but I had this burning entrepreneur within me that wanted to help businesses mm. to, to, to scale and to grow and also to, to be in business myself. And you, know, you asked me the question, you know, which way should I go? And now my, my, my question back to you was, um, I think it was two really, was like, where's your passion? What, 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 where's your passion? So you've got an answer that it's on track. Yeah, my, my passion is entrepreneurship, to be honest. Mine is uh, literally uh, scaling out, building, getting involved in businesses and probably having a chain of them. And, and like I said to you before, starting, starting uh, key turn businesses. And there's a word called key turn businesses. Develop a, develop a business plan, put the business model together, run it for a certain couple of years. After its lifespan as a business, 
sell it off and onto the new one or own a chain of businesses. And, and just for me, I, I want to touch in, in all industries, have a bit of a taste of all industries, you know, with, sure. uh, yeah. So I think you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of this disruption across the economy, across the whole of the world yes. over the next few years. And um, where you've got entrepreneurs who can come up with creative solutions to, yes. to, to problems, you know, to and, and, and come up with meaningful solutions to, to challenging problems, then then they're going to um, really thrive in these times. If you had a superpower, what do you think it would be? Yeah, sure, that's a nice question. But like I said, I think I'm still on that. Uh, I'll probably be a fixer. <laughs> I like to, I like to, I like to solve problems. Like I think for me, I'll be that. That's the kind of character superpower I have, just to be able to fix and bring light to those people that it's, it's dark in the moment. But obviously, in the business, I, I love that. And, and there's a huge amount of value that anybody can pay yeah. fix. You know, if, if, if your car's broken down, somebody a mechanic can fix it. Yes. We value that person. If your body's got a problem, and a a doctor or a surgeon can fix it. If yes. the electric's in your house, you know, we, we value someone solving a problem. And now more than ever, we have the ability to be able to influence and solve problems because boy, are there going to be problems that will increase yeah. over the So where do you think uh, you can create the bigger impact, become more of a fixer and contribute more value to people's businesses and the economy sat within a bigger corporate or helping other business owners in the South African economy and global economy? I think for me, it will be helping other people in the South African economy um, because obviously more of exposure and uh, more connections. But in the corporate, what I'm learning in the corporate is that it's more, I'm learning more the corporate way of doing things. I've been in corporate for quite long, so learning more way of dealing with uh, the requirements uh, of maybe JC listed the, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange requirements, uh, complying with the IFRS, complying with the income tax and the VAT tax. So it's in the corporate, it's, 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 it's adding value to me as a person and that corporate and those uh, companies, but also learning. So for me, it's, 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 it, it, I appreciate it because it's learning and growing as a person. But if I had to add value to obviously uh, to the economy in itself and, the, and people that need my hands, for me to be hands-on, individually in their businesses. I hope that answers you correctly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my take on it is I think you've got, I think you're a born entrepreneur. I think that was the last time we spoke, you came up with this, uh, this an amazing quote, which I love, which was, and I'll let you, I'll start it to do the memory string and then you can finish it, that um, if business and entrepreneurship was like a relationship, I think you yeah. said. Yeah, that's what so I said. Again, yeah. Uh, so I said if so I said if um, entrepreneurship and business was a relationship, it would probably be my first love. love so I mean, I think the underlying message in that just says everything about um, that. Uh, you know, there's guys out there that are unrecognized that take it uh, seriously, and uh, unfortunately, with the circumstances and the way the world is going at the moment, they are actually leaving, or they're only fully take on their passion of what they can provide to society at a later stage due to constraints around them. But sometimes I think it's, you've got to think for what's best for you. And you've got to, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to take some, some calculated risk because life, unfortunately, sometimes is not as, is not as exciting and easy as you think it is. Sometimes taking those risks, you'll see a better reward and you'll reap those rewards at a later stage.
For sure, you're a born entrepreneur. Um, you've got the skills. And so what, in order to, if you could to sort of think forward three to five years, what would your business world look like? Where would you like to be adding the value and, and making the difference? What would you like to be doing over the next sort of three to five years? You know, in the, in the next three to five years, um, definitely um, I see myself, first of all, I think I'll probably be running in my own ships. First of all, the first the, 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 I will have the communication company. That will be, I think, at a point of where we're going to be selling it off. And I would have probably created maybe two more businesses that um, I'll be running and looking over. And then from there, I think in five years' time, that will just be the platform of me start off to shoot off. So I think I'll be helping the economy and I won't be involved uh, with, I won't be having all these things on my plate. I'll be literally foreseeing my passion and literally going full throttle and focusing on what makes me, when I wake up in the morning, um, what gets me going, to be honest, before, after my cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the cup <laughs> of coffee. Say, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They say you always have to have your morning fix. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Are you tired of the instability of your business? Do you want to stop cash flow challenges, achieve stability in profit, and build a business that you could sell? Do you want to introduce strategies that provide certainty of income, reinvigorate you and your team so that you put an end to plateauing and get your business thriving again? In every sector, in every country, in every state of the economy, there are always businesses that book the trend and outperform the market. It is possible to turn your business around and grow the profitability, reach and impact of your business and put your business back on course for a worthy exit or rewarding future. In my new book, Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business, I show you how. I wrote this book for business owners who are putting so much into their business at the expense of time with their family and on their health and who are not getting the results that they desire. I have brought 25 years of experience working in businesses large and small and combining the disciplines of business strategy with mindset with scaling a business to bring you a proven way to scale your business with certainty. To grab your free copy of Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business, go to www.surviveandthrive.cc. I'll cover the cost of the book. You just cover the cost of shipping and handling. So head over to surviveandthrive.cc to get your free copy of the book. So, you know, what a lot of entrepreneurs have is drive, creativity, a passion, a hunger to, to, to introduce a product or a service that's better than they can currently see in the marketplace. To, to, then they thrive off doing the deal. They, fr- they thrive off that creativity and come up with ideas and bring yeah. them up to market. But what a lot of entrepreneurs, because they're so creative, they don't always look after the numbers of the business. So yeah. they can push hard on inst- implementation of new ideas. They can push hard on top-line revenue growth, but they're not necessarily all over the cost base and all over the profitability of the business. You have yeah. that solid appreciation with your, um, not only your, your CA, your chartered accountancy training, but also with the experience yeah. that you're getting as a group, uh, as a group accountant. And you have that rare and really incredibly valuable mix in business as a business person of being able to have the creative ideas, the drive and the enthusiasm, but also be able to run it profitably and be all over the numbers. Yes. You know, I don't know whether in South Africa you've got a show like uh, Dragon's Den in the UK or Shark Tank in the US where 
they're very successful businesses and then uh, small business owners go and pitch their idea to the dragons or the sharks to look funny, for investment. Funny, funny enough, my business partner now is busy. He's pitching on Sunday. We're both pitching. When I'm, 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 I'm out, uh, when I get back, we're pitching. It's, it's a similar thing. We've been, uh, well, uh, his business has been, uh, it's been, it's, they recognize his business and they said to him, we'd like you to pitch on Sunday. He's actually busy with the presentation now. I'm just, I'm, I'm just uh, looking at the numbers and making sure that they're good. We're pitching on Sunday. So there is, it's called the Dragon's Den in SA. It's like, it's called the Dragon's Den, but I think it's a model that they adapted, I think, from like, in Europe or for, but it's yeah, not yeah, no, yeah, it in the UK. Yeah. It, started, it started in the UK. Yeah, yeah, one, no. of the, one of the things that you have in Dragons Den is the dragons will always always drive into the numbers of the business. Yeah. So they want the creative idea, and but they want to know how can that business scale on the numbers of the business, and that's what you. Many people who fail on the program are not all over the numbers, and that's yes. you've got you've got the benefit of the boat. So I think you're you're a born entrepreneur. You've gone out yeah. there and you've you've developed the skills to make sure you can be all over the numbers and you know your numbers in your business. Yeah. Um, but you're also creative to come up with the ideas and you can spot ideas of where to bring value. And so my take on it is that when given that path, I, I think you're probably going to get the law of diminishing returns and spending another two years being a fully qualified accountant because mm. you've got the better of what you need and you just employ a specialist tax yeah. person for example, or um, in order to be able to help you do some deals, I can see you growing businesses, buying businesses, growing them into a group and to sell them on. You've got the intellect, you've got the drive, you've got the heart, the passion. And I think that would, that would keep your belly, the fire in your belly, you know, stoked. It would keep it burning bright. And I think maybe another four or five years in corporate for you, I just think it would turn the fire down in your belly. What, what what's your yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, no, no, no. You hit the nail. Um, you hit the nail. You hit the nail because I've obviously had a lot of conversations about this, and a lot of people are also been saying, you know what I mean, and Ellie, what are you doing? The corporate is supposed to be out here and stuff because uh, the group that I that, 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 there's a saying that the people you surround yourself are is a secondary reflection of who you are. So I'm around a lot of entrepreneurs, young guys around my age. They got their own businesses and stuff, and they're moving and pushing. But for me. It's like, no, guys, I just want to get this. Let me, let me just scale out. I just want to understand about the requirements so I can bring that sound knowledge into everything that I do. I don't want to be limited. I hate being limited. I want to know the corners of tax. I want to know what IFRS is saying because we govern this side by IFRS. Um, so I want to know uh, where, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we'll see. I know things will change because every year things change. Is IFRS, is IFRS your tax and revenue authority? In- Yes, it's also not for our taxes. For our IFRS is for uh, our IFRS is financial for our financial reporting. So it's international okay. financial reporting standards. Yeah, so we oh, yeah, report. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so we report the IFRS and all the taxes, the Income Tax Act and the VAT Act and all the um, acts around it. But with with that being said, yeah. So we'll see. I think I think every year is different. Every year is a new challenge, and in, who knows? Maybe this time next year. Would have started something. Who knows? I think I think this time next year you, you you'll have some more businesses in your portfolio. So what you've got at the moment is you've got the ability of you're bringing in a salary, you're learning, yeah. and as you finish off the first stage of your sort of accountancy qualifications, yeah. your foundational level, and then you, you you're going to attract more and more clients for your other businesses, your other two businesses, and there will come a time when those other two businesses are generating enough of an opportunity for you. For you to be able to hand your notice in on the day job um but also you're going to see a lot of businesses at the moment that where you've got 
um, baby boomers, you know, they're in the seventies, they're wanting to retire. They've got a yeah. sound business and they're looking, they're, look, they're looking at another, the prospects of another recession. They're going, I don't want to do this again. I'm out of here. And you can, you can buy business because what do they want at that stage? They want to protect their legacy that they put a lifetime of work into. And then yes. they want to protect the employment of their team members of their employees. So if you can protect the legacy and grow it and take it to the next level and incorporate and involve their team members within it, um, you can you can pick up businesses with deferred consideration. You know, you pay them the seller uh, money over time out of the profits of the business, and you yeah. could you could do some there's some really cool stuff you can do with our financial engineering in business, which you will get absolutely as an accountant, where you can put more value into the balance sheet, release some more profit yes. on the bottom line, and you can you can take a business where a retiring business owner who has probably been quite tired in the business for the last two or three years yeah. and give it a whole new lease of life. Um, so yeah. the opportunities out there for somebody of your skill, your passion, your drive, uh, and, 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 your, and, and your intellect, your smarts, I, I think it's phenomenal. And uh, Okay, I'm biased because I, I love the world of entrepreneurship, but I think you'd see any multimillionaire entrepreneur would look at you and go, you're a rising star of the future. Thank you. I appreciate those words. I really do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate those words. I really and do. Sometimes what you get within a larger corporate, and I know I started off my career in larger corporates, yeah. is you have to conform to a hierarchy and to, to systems mm. and processes and the way things are doing. And sometimes there are some great yeah. cor larger corporates that create smaller business teams and create some kind of a, a nimble and entrepreneurial type feel. But lots of, lots of big listed corporates just squeeze out the flexibility, the ingenuity, the creativity and entrepreneurship out of people. And the one thing that I, what happened to me within corporate was, I think my mentor at the time said to me, Gavin, you're like this new seedling that's got so much growth potential, but you're in barren earth with no sunlight and no water. We need to put you in an environment where you've got fertile earth, plenty of water and sunlight so that you can blossom and grow or grow and blossom. And that, that, that's, you made earlier on a comment and Ellie about um, the environment that we are in, you know, the people we hang out with, yes. you know, we become yeah. the people we hang out with and we need to make sure that we surround ourselves yeah. by people that stretch us, that enable us to, 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 you know, we should never be the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person yeah. in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. You should always be learning, but also be stretched and be thinking about, so how can we do this differently? How can we add even more value? And the more yeah. value that we can add to the more people, the more that we'll be rewarded. And you're limited in doing that in a corporate unless you're in a chief exec role or on the exec board. Yeah, no, no, very true, very true, very true, very true. So where, you know, you talked about um, the next stage of your accountancy, you will complete that, you know, Let's let's take the let's take the client that you helped double his portfolio and get half a million pound tax refund. Um, he presumably is a successful entrepreneur. Oh yeah, no, he is indeed. He is really he is indeed. So it just let me see. He no doubt um, highly values you for what you've done for him. If you could get as clients more people like him, you'll get well rewarded. Yes. those guys as clients because you're 
you're, you know, half a million pounds, half, sorry, half a million tax refund is significant. And yeah. also you're helping him double his portfolio. Those, those are phenomenal results. So yeah. you get well remunerated, but the more they talk, introduce you to their circle of business contacts, the more clients you'll pick up, but the more you'll find yourself in a position about going into deals with them and then you're playing on the same playing field as they are in business and doing deals. Very, 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 very true. Um, yeah, no, that is true. That is true. Um, I mean, like I said to you, opportunities are always throwing themselves um, at me. And sometimes you've got to look at your opportunities and weigh them in the timeline. When is this opportunity right for me? Because a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs use that opportunity. It's thrown at them. And they don't evaluate the opportunity. Is it the right time to jump in now? Or let me defer it for now and maybe in a year from now because I'm busy right now, but I can see this is going to take a while to actually to, to, to start. So while it's starting, I need to do the groundwork. I can maybe give my time of doing the groundwork and then when it starts. But at the end of the day, no, it's true what you're saying. Uh, they do um, opportunities, especially with that specific individual, um, it's going to be, it's, it's already, he's already knocking on the door, you know? And at the day, at the end of the day, all I'm doing is that I'm taking all these opportunities that are coming in and I'm putting them down on a piece of paper and I'm discussing with, uh, with my, with my mate, as well as, cause we and him, we scale everything down and we say, is it the right time now? Cause what entrepreneurs do is that you don't want to overload yourself cause you get overwhelmed. You know what I'm saying? You get overwhelmed and you think you can do everything. Whereas, uh, you should, you should focus, you must understand, it takes for a car to drive you. When you fill up that tank, you fill it up. That's full tank. But it can only last for a certain amount of time. So you don't want to be driving on reserve tank all the time. You, so you want to put your energy placed in the right places. And when it gets to that time to, uh, to take on that opportunity, then take it on. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good, I like the question you asked. And, yeah, I'm... Um, he definitely is. They are going to open doors for me. They really are. I, I'd go a stage further and I'd ask him and say, who else do you know in your, in, in your network of um, su- successful business owners like you that you could introduce me to that I could help? Because if you yeah. can build up a client portfolio uh, of clients like that, um, yeah, you're, you're going to find yourself at the table where there's deals to be done and you, you can participate in those deals. Mm-hmm. And yes, I think that, that, that would be a really good next place to go to in terms of your own development is learning more about business acquisitions and, and, and structuring deals because I think um, that's where there's going to be opportunities over the, over the next uh, two or more years. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. So what's the biggest challenge you're grappling with right now from a business perspective or a, a business and career perspective? I think from a business uh, perspective is, um, I'm not going to blame it on COVID and everyone says COVID. I think it's just uh, raising funds, um, raising funds and getting international awareness, especially in my mate's business where he were, were dealing, where to come up with strategies of raising funds um, overseas. It's been very challenging because it's a new space, obviously, for me. Good challenge as well because I'm learning from it and stuff. And I think it's just uh, that's where it's been uh, more of a stretch on that side of, of, of the spectrum for me. And then um, from the corporate side of things, obviously, I just got into this uh, role and it's going to be a year at the end of this um, month. Is I think being the youngest 
guy there um, and dealing with uh, dealing with adults older than me. And it's quite hard for them, some of them to obviously they have to report to me. So it's, it, 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 there's, that, there's that whole, you have to find your balance in some form of way of how to convey the message and all that stuff. But I think now I've, I've finally just settled in and yeah, being overwhelmed at the start was a lot of information all the time, but excited at the same time because I'm always learning, you know, always in the engine room and always learning stuff. So I think those are the two challenges I'm having from, from a business. Okay, so I, I can help you with each of those. So let's just take the dynamic of you managing people who are older than you. Um, I think as, uh, well, how would you describe your approach in leadership, your leadership style, you know, the, the personality you bring, how would you describe that? So for me, it's always been, I'm an, it's an open book policy with me uh, in the sense that uh, I lead um, and I will say, guys, this is where we need to get to. Um, and this is the way we should get, this is what I advise we should get there. I always want to hear people's input. And then from there, I'll make the decision and then, I let I like people to develop self develop on their own, but obviously with me overseeing them, and I don't like to play that. Um, I don't like to be on their neck. You know what I mean. I rather say I need this by Friday, um, please. And if you have questions in between, please feel free to open. It's an open door policy. So I think that's my leadership style. It's not. I'm not on you. So one thing I'd encourage you to take a look at would be a model of leadership called situational leadership. Um, there's a, a really short story by a, a guy called Ken Blanchard. The book's called Leadership and the One Minute Manager um, by Ken Blanchard. It's Leadership and the One Minute Manager, Ken Blanchard. And and it's one of those great little stories, and you, and it's written as a, as a story, so it takes you on a journey. But it, it effectively talks about four stages or, uh, of leadership or four styles that you can move through over time. So... Um, step one is where you have got somebody with low experience, uh, low knowledge, and low will, really, and you would be instructional. You'll tell them task by task, these are the things they need to do. When they've got a bit more experience, um, step two is you give them the task, uh, you tell them the outcome that needs to be achieved, and then together you work out the underlying tasks in order to be able to get there. Step three is you give them the outcome that needs to be achieved. You ask them to go away and work out what needs to be done. And you they bring it back to you to review together. And then finally, step four is they're so skilled and experienced in what you're doing, you just give them the outcome to be achieved and they go off and deliver that outcome. And of course, you will manage them, hold them accountable for the delivery of that outcome. And what... Uh, you have to be prepared to do is to move up and down that spectrum depending on where somebody is in terms of, you know, if you give them a brand new project that they've had no exposure to before, you might need to go back to step two or three um, mm. with them. So it's, it's having that flexibility of leadership style, I think is really important. And the other thing that I would say in this situation is we've all in our career had managers that have encouraged us that have nurtured us that have been great bosses that have brought the best out of us that we've gone home and we smiled about how they've helped us and the things that we've said and we've all had managers where they've been the opposite where they've been really bad managers and they made you feel down and they made you feel worse and less about yourself and you have a huge impact on somebody's life and career by your leadership and management style and I would encourage you and I think your natural style would be is to be that good manager 
And so every day to be thinking about what are the things that I can do to create followership where they want to follow me on that journey and, and where they want to be able to, um, where, where they go home and class me as one of those good managers that has, has, has helped to define and develop their careers. Yeah. Um, when, when people are struggling um, with their work, there's the technical aspect, but also they can sometimes misunderstand or not even see how what they're doing helps the business achieve its overall objectives. And where you can draw the linkage between the role that an individual is doing, say, in finance, and how that's helping the business achieve its overall objectives, they'll get more engaged and motivated. Yeah, yeah. On your other question about raising funds and raising finance, um, I think it was a you know there's never a shortage of money in the world. There's just a shortage of creativity to access it. And the key yeah. part to that is networks. Before mm. lockdown, before COVID, the private equity markets were you know they had there was money there to be invested into the right business projects, and it's still there to be invested into the right business projects. You know, we can have a conversation offline with my network about some of the people I can introduce you to to help you around the fundraising. The first and foremost is your business plan is going to be robust. You're going to be looking around how are you going to scale that business? How can you scale it over time? What's your plan over three to five years to exit? And then um, you, the protection of the downside risk as well. Yes. So, the, so the, the first thing, though, is get that business plan, that scaling piece right. Um, who can partner with you to, uh, in, to, to, in terms of offering a channel to market? So who, who do you know? What company already has your ideal customers as their customers who they could mm. introduce and you could do some kind of joint a marketing approach with them? That could be yeah. another strategy that will work really well for you. Okay, no, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. And then we'll talk offline with respect to some contacts around raising finance. Okay. No, that's, 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 yeah, no, that's great. That's great. That's great. But I mean, you know, like I'm saying, it's, it's so, it's so nice to be um, chatting about just entrepreneurship um, in itself. You know what I mean? And because I mean, I'm a, I'm a voice for those that don't have a voice, but are, are in the same belief and on the same road as I am, but don't have the answers. Like for myself, I'm asking you the answers because I want validation. When people listen to this, podcast they're going to find some answers that they thought um they couldn't answer or they didn't know or they weren't aware and it's important for me the most powerful tool is communication word of mouth you know in whatever the oldest form of marketing is uh, word of mouth and also when you want to know something in the olden days people didn't write emails or read books or whatever it was all conversation and the, the most smartest people you know <laughs> the most profound people you know is, is is through conversation and the sound of knowledge that they have embedded within them they still have today so yeah it's always it's always it's, it's great to run it's a great conversation um passionate you know what i mean about it um, i'm not a, apologetic about being passionate about it and uh yeah it's, it's 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 something that i've grown into and i understand and there's still so much more room for improvement but from where i am at the moment I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy. I raise the flag with both hands. Uh, I see a huge amount of uh, potential, a huge amount of talent and talent and passion in you. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited to be working with you uh, going forward to help you scale yeah. businesses that will have an impact not only in the South African economy, but beyond. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. No, it's, 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 yeah, it's going to be a great so, so anybody, So anybody that's listening that's in a corporate job who's thinking about um, 
they've got the desires to be an entrepreneur and they're thinking about going out on that journey uh, as an entrepreneur, what advice would you give them from your own perspective? Um, that's, a, that's a very nice question. Um, so what I would say personally is literally, if you believe in an idea, put it on on paper. You know, I know it might sound the old way, put a business plan together, uh, do a bit of research and put the numbers if you can as well in that, in that proposal. If it sounds good to you and it sounds to you, sounds too good to be true, think about it. Ask someone that you have full faith that will, will believe in what you are doing. If they give you the blue light, don't sit back. Don't defer it for two, three years. You're going to sit in doubt. You're not going to, it's not going to be the greatest feeling ever. Shoot out for the start. Do what you need to do. Don't let someone, don't, I'm saying it with passion. Don't let someone define what your tomorrow is. Do it in your own accord. Do what you need to do. And at the end of the day, the world's your oyster. Play. You're here to play. Let's play the game. You know what I mean? So in, in what I'm trying to say, the deeper meaning of what I'm saying is that don't wait. Go for it. Believe in yourself. And that's about it. The worst thing that can happen is that you just have to do something again tomorrow. Don't have doubt. Do it. The only person you should be scared of is a man upstairs. Until then, keep saving. <laughs> and Ellie, I love that. I love your passion. I love your energy and drive. And I know absolutely with total certainty that you're going to do a lot of good in the world through through yeah. business. Um, yeah, thank no, you so much. For you. Thank you for joining us on the Business Mastermind podcast today. And thank you so much for sharing your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success, and create more impact.